Welcome back, friends, to Watch Closely, a weekly show where we take a closer look at the world of movies, television, and what's streaming. I'm your host, Jason, and those aren't pillows. <laughs> if you know the reference, that's one of my favorite unofficial uh, quote-unquote Thanksgiving movies. But you know, the season of thankfulness is upon us, and I just want to say thank you guys for joining us today. I hope wherever you are this week that you take some time to be with your loved ones and, you know, just enjoy the rest of your week. So today, Ernie is off being a father to his newborn, which is, you know, understandable. You know, he needs to take some time. So I hope he's doing well with all his baby duties. I know there's a lot of news this past week that we haven't covered quite yet, like the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer that dropped, which was fantastic, I thought. I thought it was great. And then also Ghostbusters Afterlife came out and Encanto uh, releases this week. We'll save some of these for when Ernie gets back. I love hearing his take on things, you know, kind of gauge his reaction, as he says. <laughs> but uh, in the spirit of thankfulness, we're going to go over some of your Twitter questions because, hey, we're thankful for you. If you guys have questions or comments that you'd like to get on the show, definitely tweet at us at Watchful Tweets, and chances are you might see your question show up on our next episode. So, all right, let's get into our first question, which comes from at come get some two, who says, is there an appropriate time to kill off a character? I know Game of Thrones, it kind of became this running joke of like, who are they going to kill next because of the shock value? But I think it, it really comes down to the story. Like if, if the death of a character is going to really impact some of the other characters or move the story forward in a way, I think that's, that's really the best time. As far as like appropriate time, like it could be any time, right? Like sometimes the more sudden and shocking, the better because you don't expect it. You don't see it coming. I hate, I hate watching movies where you see that death coming a mile away. Like, oh man, yeah, here he goes. Yeah. Especially horror movies, right? You're like, oh man, they're splitting up. That's why I love going to like B horror movies and you get like that crowd of people that yell at the screen like, don't go in there. Don't you go. No, he's behind the curtain. Don't go. You know, like, you know, <laughs> but yeah, so that would be my answer. Like it, it really depends on the story and um, yeah, any time is an appropriate time to kill off a character if it, if it pushes the narrative forward. So thank you for that question. What do you guys think? Do you guys agree with my answer or do you guys think there's a specific time to have a character killed off? Uh, let me know. Let me know on Twitter. So our next question is a little bit of a spoiler if you haven't seen Eternals, but I think uh, Marvel kind of spoiled it in some of the news that dropped after Eternals came out. So at Chunky BBA writes, Harry Styles is Thanos' brother? WTF, hashtag Thanos, hashtag Eternals. So yeah, Harry Styles appears in a mid credit scene as Eros slash Star Fox, who is apparently the brother of Thanos. And so he's like introduced by this drunk CG troll, which was actually voiced by Patton Oswalt. I think the character's name is Pip. Um, I read that Pip has some teleporting powers because of the because of one of the Infinity Stones. So he teleports them into the Eternals ship and they have an interaction to kind of like introduce the character. And honestly, I thought it was a little silly. I didn't like the way Harry Styles costume looked like I didn't like his hair. He, he didn't. He just looked kind of swarmy and kind of, I don't know, weird. I think it's weird that he's playing the God of Love. You know, I, I clearly, clearly this is not marketed towards me. This seems like it's a 
Disney push to capitalize on Harry Styles' like, um, popularity. But I think it's funny that he's playing Eros, which is the god of love, and apparently he has powers in the comics to control people's emotions to like like he can make someone fall in love with him or like someone else or something like that it's also interesting that it's introducing more of a fantasy fairy tale world with like trolls and like fairies and goblins and that type of thing and we haven't really seen that before in the mcu but does it fit you know does it feel like it's like i know they're going to introduce vampires and blade but do we need fairies and goblins and stuff it just seems like marvel's like okay we're gonna explore all these things um but it'll be interesting i personally i didn't like it i didn't think it was necessarily interesting and it hadn't sold me yet especially Patton oswald's troll was really really bad cg it felt like a video game character um but i'm sure it'll evolve over time i'm sure that was like a quick cg to just get it in there but but yeah, thank you for the question, Chunky BBA. I, it, it, it's going to be interesting we'll, to kind of see. We'll have to keep our eye on it. All right. So moving on, our next topic is from at Sour Patch Diary. And they write, am I the only person who actually wants Spider-Man No Way Home to be pushed back? Like just so people can shut up about it. <laughs> Sony is doing a terrible job handling all of this. And I actually kind of agree with you, Sour Patch Diary, because... I know that at least for the, the the visual effects artists that are working on this movie, like it is a really, really tight schedule. And I'm sure they are just stressed out and like under the gun trying to get all these visual effects completed, let alone, you know, trailers cut and footage edited. So like, you know, how there's speculation that certain elements are tweaked for the trailers so they don't spoil any of the surprises. So, man, I, I just feel for the artists. I feel for the visual effects people that are working on this, like, around the clock. And I I do. I would be fine if they pushed it. Like, I know everyone is just, like, clamoring for as much Spider-Man news and footage as possible. But, hey, I, I'm all for a movie coming out when it's ready. You know how, like, Apple would, like, release an iPhone or a new product when they felt good and ready for it? It's because they usually worked out all the bugs. And I want the movie to feel like it wasn't rushed, you know? Like, I don't want there to be any little bits of, like, ah, we could have done this CG a little better just because we didn't have the time for it. We just had to get it done. Like, you don't, you don't want that. You want the artist to be, like, proud of their baby when, it, when it's released. So I've, I understand what you're coming from. But, yeah, thank you for the question. What do you guys think? You're like, no, just release the movie now, or do you guys, would you guys be okay with waiting? Let me know. Let me know on Twitter what you think. All right, so our next question comes from at Jessica Vosk, B-O-S-K. And she writes, okay, y'all, last night in Soho, just watched it. Did you love it or hate it? Dying to know. Thank you for the question. I actually thought it was really good. Um, not great, like not perfect, but it was really good. I thought the performances were awesome from everyone. Thomason McKenzie definitely is like the star of the show. Anya Taylor-Joy did a great job as well. Matt Smith. Oh, and then Terrence Stamp. He was a creepy guy, <laughs> but he did a great job. Um, I definitely thought the direction with Edgar Wright, like really cool visuals. I'm surprised there was so many awesome things that were done in camera. There's a dance scene. Actually, if you haven't seen the movie, look out for this dance sequence where the camera. So the camera's moving around, right? And then there's moments where Eloise, Thomas and McKenzie's character and Sandy, Anya Taylor-Joy, 
they're dancing with Jack, Matt Smith's character, but they're trading like they're, you know, I don't want to give away too much, but the way the story is being told, basically they're switching back and forth. And it's crazy because it's all done in camera while the camera is moving around, while there's basically nobody else on set but the characters and the extras. And it just immerses you in the scene. It's really cool. I, I, I mean, if you're looking for it, you can tell like kind of where they run behind the camera and switch. But it's really well done. Definitely, if you're a film fan who likes behind-the-scenes special effects, you'll enjoy not only that scene, but a lot of the other tricks that they do in camera. So that aspect alone, I think it was worth a watch. But yeah, what did you guys think? Did you like the movie overall? Let me know in the comments on Twitter uh, what your thoughts are. I would love to hear them. All right, so our next question comes from at L's Reviews. And they say, is it just me or is anyone else underwhelmed at the Hawkeye promotions? Can't say I'm all that looking forward to it. And yeah, so thank you for the question. So the, the first couple episodes dropped for Hawkeye. And personally, I enjoyed the first two episodes. Um, the first episode is definitely a slow start. Um, I don't really think a lot of it was necessary, but you kind of get to know the character of Kate Bishop a little bit better. But definitely the second episode when Hawkeye and Bishop meet up, the chemistry there is what really kind of sold it for me. Um, they, they have great banter, great like, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but I liked it. I thought there was uh, a lot of potential for the rest of the series. And I'm curious to see where it goes. Like, I feel like um, once, once everything kind of got rolling, like I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. I uh, love the dog. I thought the dog was great. I'm excited to see more of that. I think I also think uh, Haley Steinfeld, who's playing Kate Bishop, is the coolest when she's got her hair in her face. I don't know what it is, but it seems like as soon as the bangs come down and like she gets all like into character, <laughs> that's what triggers it. But yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. And so our next question kind of goes along with it. At Logan um, Swish says, I think having Hawkeye Luce's hearing in the series is ripe for great storytelling. Question is, will our new Black Widow, Yelena, be the one to do it to him? So what he's referring to, he actually noticed in a poster that has Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner's character, he noticed there's a hearing aid or a hearing piece, something in his ear, right? And so what people are speculating is that he's actually lost some of his hearing in this series somehow. So I don't want to spoil too much, but it's funny. They do address this in the second episode. And I totally agree with you, Logan. Like, I, there is so much cool storytelling that can be done with this. And um, no spoilers, but well spotted, man. Like, good catch on this poster. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a detail. Uh, you, sir, are watching closely. <laughs> so well done, sir. Yeah, well done. Um, so, yeah, thank you for the questions. What do you guys think? Are you guys excited about the Hawkeye series? Have you seen that first couple episodes? Are you going to keep watching it? Are you done with it? Uh, let me know. So our next question comes from at It's Chloe, y'all. And she writes, Can we all agree that the arcane fight between Echo and Jinx was just about the most beautiful fight scene in all of animated television? All right, so if you guys don't know what she's talking about, Arcane is a new Netflix show that has dropped based on this video game called League of Legends. Huge video game, very popular. And the series is actually produced by the makers of League of Legends, Riot Games, and a French animation studio based in Paris. I think it's called Fort Fortise. Fortis. 
But yeah, it is a beautifully done series. It's all CG, but it's all hand animated. Crazy, crazy intricate animation. There's no like mo capture as far as I know. It but it looks so good. It it every frame of this show, it looks like it's hand painted. It it could be live action. Like the way it's animated, it draws you in in the way a live action movie draws you in. It's super engaging. I really, really liked the show. Like, I can't recommend that show enough. Like, I can't wait for the second season, which just got greenlit. It's like it's like a Game of Thrones type of show where there's, like, different powers and, like, different struggles and everyone has different motivations. Really well done storytelling. And it makes you want to go back and watch, like, episodes. Like, I, I wanted to go back and watch kind of the, the earlier episodes after I finished well, that's neither here nor there. So basically what she's talking about is there's a fight scene between Jinx, who's voiced by Ella Purnell, who I think you would know if you'd seen Army of the Dead. She was the daughter of Dave Batista in Army of the Dead. And I think she's also on Star Trek Prodigy, if I'm not mistaken. But Jinx and Echo, who's a newcomer, Reed Shannon voices him. They're basically childhood friends. And without spoiling too much, they used to play games as a kid where like Echo would dodge paintballs, like she would fire paintballs at him and dodge him. So it cuts to this scene where it's basically a sequence that's almost like watercolor and ink. Like it seems like the whole thing has been um, inked out and um, almost like a pre-visual. Like if you've seen like storyboard animations where they do frame by frame of like how it's going to be, but it looks like they took pre-vis and elevated it, like finished it up with color and grading and it's so beautifully done it looks almost like a comic book but animated where it you know every scene has all these like well done lines and you just have to watch it it's really really well done it's cutting back and forth between the past and the nowadays and i really liked it i wouldn't say that's the best in my opinion it's not the best fight scene i would still say the fight scene between vi and svetka they're fighting at the bar that scene where they fight is freaking, it's freaking awesome, dude. I, and of course, like the final battle, no spoilers, but the final battle is also really, really cool. Um, that show, I just can't say enough about that show. Like that, you should definitely watch that show. If you, even if you don't like animation, I know a lot of people, once they see, oh, it's like a cartoon, like, eh, I don't want to watch it. But the storytelling on that, man, that's really good. Definitely check it out. So thank you for the question. Guys, have you seen Arcane? Are you vibing with me? Do you agree with what I'm saying? Or or you're like, I'm not going to check it out. It just seems like another animated like Castlevania type show. Let me know in the comments if you're vibing with me. But yeah. Moving on, our next question comes from at Tony, T-O-E, Ni, K-N-E-E, D-881. And they say, after seeing Ghostbusters Afterlife, I am here for Carrie Coon having a Sigourney Weaver-esque career. What's next? Ripley's daughter in an Alien sequel? <laughs> so yeah, dude. I uh, Thank you for the question. I agree. Carrie Coon is awesome in this movie. And she's awesome in most of the things she does. I think if you've heard previous episodes, like she is an underrated actress that I think needs to have uh, a renaissance just like uh, the Makanaissance, right? Like, I think she can do no wrong. As far as the stuff I've seen her in, um, which has been like The Leftovers, Gone Girl, The Post, like everything I've seen her in, she's been really, really good. 
And I love her as Proxima Midnight in the Avengers series. I wish they would show her face instead of her being animated, but you know, gotta do what you gotta do. But I really liked Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, if you guys haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, I thought it was a very fun, nostalgic movie. Pays respect to everything fans loved about the original movie while adding kind of like that realism and that that grit to like, you know, the stuff that's already fantasy, but it makes it feel a little more real. I would definitely say if you guys are going to go watch this movie, watch the 1984 original before going to see it because it leads to a great finale. In my opinion, I'm not like the biggest Ghostbusters fan, but if you liked Ghostbusters, the original, or if you've seen it and, you know, it's been in pop culture forever. So if you have even like the slightest enjoyment of these type of movies, you're going to love this movie. I think, I think you'll love it. Also, one, one thing to say, if you see it in IMAX, they're going to show the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, the second trailer in IMAX. And so you get that extra big aspect ratio. And man, so much better than if you see it on like your phone or like a tiny screen. <laughs> You're just like, man, show me this movie. Release the hounds. But yeah, great question. Thank you. And our next question comes to us from at my mixtapes. Tapes with a Z at the end. And they write, The Rock and Tom Holland have both stated that they want to play James Bond in the future. Who would you choose for the role? Hmm, interesting question, my mixtapes. I, hmm, hmm. Personally, I would probably not pick either one. But if I had to choose between Tom Holland and The Rock, uh... I would maybe pick Tom Holland. Maybe. I think he's younger, right? So he could have a longer uh, career playing James Bond. But like, he doesn't have that swagger necessarily. I know The Rock definitely has the charisma and the swagger. But he's in, like, he's oversaturated. He's, I mean, I guess they're both oversaturated. Huh. This is a tough one. Uh... Man, I don't want to. I don't want either one. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe Tom Holland because I want to see him do something different than Spider Man. Maybe he could grow into the role. Like The Rock. Don't get me wrong. The Rock is great. He's been doing excellent in the Jungle Cruise. He was like the leading man. Red Notice. He had a lot of awesome moments. The Red Notice. He was holding his own with Ryan Reynolds, and he, Ryan Reynolds is super good on his feet. But I feel like Tom Holland would be maybe the more interesting choice only because he's a little bit younger and he could have a longer longevity and bring something a little bit different. Maybe. I don't know. Like I don't think it'd be this hard to answer the question, but I'm going to go with Tom Holland. It's just kind of like my gut is telling me for no other reason than I feel like he would bring a little bit different style to it. Like he could make it different like his own. But yeah, thank you for the question. That's an interesting question. What do you guys think? I honestly am torn. This is a crazy toss-up because I really, like personally, I would pick somebody else like completely different. I feel like everyone still wants Idris Elba. <laughs> he fits that classic profile of Bond. And I think he'd be a really awesome choice actually. But, but yeah, what do you guys think? Do you agree with Tom Holland or would you pick The Rock? Man, that's a tough question. Thank you for the question. Definitely um, interested to hear you guys' thoughts on Twitter. Um, all right. So our next question is from 
at Leo Rydell, Rydell with a Y, R-Y-D-E-L. And he writes, rank the MCU show premieres so far. His is WandaVision's at number one, then Falcon and the Winter Soldier is number two, Hawkeye's number three, number four is What If, and number five is Loki. What's your ranking of the Marvel movie premieres? Hmm, I would put Loki as number one because I thoroughly enjoyed Loki. Um, actually, I don't remember what the premiere was. He's saying premieres. That's a great question. Like premieres. Okay, I'm going to change my mind. For creativity's sake, I would say that WandaVision is probably the very top for me. Then I would go Loki. Then I would go Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Then Hawkeye. And then What If. I thought What If's premiere was pretty poor. I thought a lot of the later episodes were great. But I thought that first opening one was a little too on beat with exactly what happened in the, the movie. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was pretty good intro. Hawkeye, I didn't love the first episode. I really liked the second episode. But the fact that they released them both back to back was kind of like one big episode. So I would put that at number four. Or no. Did I say four? Yeah. So WandaVision at number one. Loki at number two. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is number three. Hawkeye is number four. And what if is number five? That would be my ranking. But yeah, great question. What do you guys think? What would be your ranking? Do you agree with me or would you move? Uh, I feel like Hawkeye could move up a little bit. But I really thought the introduction, some of it was unnecessary or it was not worthy of an entire episode. But the show's getting good, I think. I'm going to definitely watch the rest of it. Um so our next question, and actually our final question of the day, comes from at Sour Patch Diary. And they say, what is your favorite or go-to pie for Thanksgiving? And is it pumpkin pie, pecan pie, or apple pie? And so thank you for that question. And it's kind of a fun like Thanksgiving wrap-up question if you guys celebrate Thanksgiving. So mine used to be pumpkin pie. That used to be my go-to. I love pumpkin pie. still love pumpkin pie. But you guys... In recent years, like the last couple of years, my mom has started making this Dutch apple pie with this buttery crumble on top. So good. Oh my gosh. Like this thing is mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, one thing I, I will say, I prefer it cold. I know a lot of people like hot apple pie. I'm just not a fan of like hot fruit. So once it's baked and then it like chills in the fridge for a bit, Put a little ice cream on there. Mm, 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 mm. That's my favorite, man. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a fun question to uh, wrap up on. What do you guys think? Are you guys an apple pie fan? Or are you a pecan? Dude, all these are great. Pecan, apple, pumpkin. I'm excited. I hope I, hope I have all of them uh, for this Thanksgiving. But uh, yeah, if you guys are celebrating Thanksgiving, what pie are you looking forward to? So now I have a question for you. I want to know... Which are you most excited to see this weekend? Is it Encanto? Is it House of Gucci? Or is it Resident Evil? Welcome to Raccoon City. I think those are the three big ones that are coming out over the weekend. And I want to know, which are you most excited for? I'm going to pin this in the Twitter. And if you guys are going to see or are you wanting to see any of these movies, let us know. So, so far, at Dragon Dante says, House of Gucci that's what he's wanting to see. Movie reviews by JT says, already saw 
Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City tonight, and I'm seeing Encanto tomorrow and House of Gucci on Wednesday. So he's just going to go see all three of them. <laughs> so definitely, hey, JT, let me know which one you liked out of all three of those. That's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... Uh, I'm actually looking forward to Resident Evil. I'm actually looking forward to Encanto as well because I hear some of the reviews have been pretty pretty positive. And uh, House of Gucci, I feel like I would wait to see it on streaming. I know like Ernie was super pumped to watch this one, but I'm like, I could wait, you know? I could wait to see. Like, I'm not going to rush out and see it opening day, even though I am really curious to see what Jared Leto does with that character, like with all that makeup. But yeah, Raccoon City, the trailers have gotten better and better. So I'm excited to see like what they do, especially with like the creature work. I want to see how that comes across on screen. So, um, and I know Ernie's like a hardcore fan of Resident Evil. So he's probably going to watch that one too. We can ask him next week. But yeah, if you guys want to leave your comment on this tweet, I'm going to pin it to the Twitter and let me know what you guys think. If you saw it or if you're excited for it, looking to see it, leave your comment and then we'll talk about it on our next episode. So let me close this conversation by saying that you are one unique individual. <laughs> that's, another, that's another movie quote. You get two today. Uh, but if you guys are listening to this, definitely thank you guys for taking the time to hang out with us. If you guys had fun with this episode, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter at Watchful Tweets. Ernie should be back next week, hopefully. Uh, I'm going to keep bugging him. And you guys should bug him too on Twitter. But yeah, it was a fun time answering guys' Twitter questions. As always, my name is Jason. Thanks again for joining us. And we'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, enjoy your weeks, guys. Take some time and relax and spend time with family. If you've got family nearby, if not with friends, you know, friends givings are always fun. But thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back again next week for another episode. And until then, bye, guys.